Welcome into the Off the Post podcast. I'm Nick DeLion with my co-host Lucas Tashi. Today we go through the first fixtures for the round of 16 of the Champions League. We talk about the upcoming fixtures that are going to go on next week. Then we're going to hit you with some Europa League, some upcoming fixtures for the various European leagues that we got going on, followed by our bets for the weekend, which, by the way, if you were tuning in last week, was super successful. So you should tune in for it this week. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome in, Lucas. Nick, I heard what you were trying to do, but I can't really hear the background. If you want to get it, get it closer to the computer, get it closer to the mic. It's still not working, but... Uh, oh, what a week. It was great to have it back. For sure. For sure. I mean, I had so much fun. Uh... I was happy, and then I was really sad, and then the next day rolled by, and I was happy again, because that Liverpool Inter bet, you know, we sweated a little, and then we hit on it, and it was great. Well, I mean, it was the one that we both said to bet on, so that should have been the lock of the lock of the weekend, and it was the lock of the weekend, and to be honest, I knew Liverpool was going to end up winning it. Uh, it was just inevitable that they would end up scoring in the second half. Although, I have to give credit to uh, Inter. They did play really, really tough for the first 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then they got broken down. Uh, I mean, it's a credit to them. Their squad is very good, right? Just like a small, small tier below uh, what Liverpool has and the depth that they have now compared to what they had last season. I just think uh, I just think that you know throughout these fixtures, right? Like we talked about the one, the result that we would be most surprised with, it was Man City Lisbon, and Man City gave it to them, right? Absolutely gave it to them, proved us wrong, and then Bayern, right? Bayern uh, drawing with Salzburg, that ended up being the surprise result for sure. So with that, let's just go through the results. We're we're talking at an overall level, but all right. So first. Liverpool beat Inter 2-0. As you mentioned, Man City thrashed Sporting Lisbon. Uh, it ended up being 5-0. Uh, I think Raheem Sterling had a hat-trick, or, or maybe it was the weekend uh, the weekend game that he had a hat-trick. But he great game. Uh, Bayern and Salzburg, a draw, 1-1. What's crazy with this game is that Salzburg was winning 1-0 all the way up until the 90th minute. In the 90th minute, just insane. Really did not expect it whatsoever. And then the marquee matchup for this week: PSG Real Madrid. PSG with no uh, Sergio Ramos, no Neymar for the most part starting, and they still won on a 90th minute winner by the prodigal son that will be going to Real Madrid next next summer, Kylian Mbappe. That had to be a dagger to your heart, Nick. Uh, which, which game do you want to talk about first? Uh, I do want to talk about Real Madrid PSG because I felt like that was definitely the uh, most appealing game of the weekend, right? The the other two results of Man City and Liverpool are pretty straightforward. We expected uh, both to win. They did. And uh, I just think with PSG, right, like there was, if Real Madrid had walked away with a 0-0 result, that would have been so great for them. Like, absolute A-plus result on their side. The fact that they go back to the Bernabeu uh, down one nothing is really tough. 
I don't think that they can't overcome it, right? It's possible that they could turn this fixture around, but the pressure that's put on them in the, the return leg, it's going to be super tough for them uh, to, to recover. And they may, they may exit, you know, after this round, which is unfortunate because their squad is definitely capable of winning. It just seems like the, the fact that they ran into PSG at the time they did with the injuries that they're having, uh, you know, Benzema just coming back from an injury for this game, and then, uh, you know, other players being out, I just think that that kind of played into this fixture. And I think that that's going to have the impact on them. Uh, and that may be the reason why when we look back that they're out of the Champions League. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, a 1-0 defeat at PSG to PSG is not the end of the world. Um, and I, I do think they have the quality and the goal-scoring prowess to be able to come back. Uh, with this new away goal system, they didn't necessarily need an away goal. Whereas now, they can still win 2-1 in Madrid, and they'll still be able to get take its extra time. You know what I mean? It could be 3-1 or whatever. Um, so I, I don't think this is a bad result, but that draw would have been significantly better. Uh, as expected, because listen, instead of having to win two nil or buy two goals in Madrid, now you have to win by one just to take it to extra time. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, we don't have to get too much into uh, the other two, right? Man City and Liverpool, because they just took care of business. Bayern and Salzburg with the draw is the most obviously the most surprising result of. The weekend, right? So, uh, you know, when I saw that result, uh, I was kind of surprised. And if you think about individual performances, right, for from the weekend, I think uh, the American, right, Brendan Aronson, uh, probably had the best overall game. If you're talking about like surprising performances, and he created like five chances for Salzburg. That's the most I think by. Uh, someone who's aged since Lionel Messi. So for that, for him to have that impact and for Salzburg to walk away with a draw doesn't guarantee that they're going to win, right? But it took Bayern scoring in the 90th minute to get that draw, and we'll see what ends up happening. But, you know, great result for them. I don't expect them to, to go through. Uh, yeah. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the same thing. I don't expect Salzburg to go through, especially given that this was a home game for Salzburg. Uh, it, they had the backing from their fans. Bayern in the Allianz is going to be a whole nother level. Uh, however, one thing to note is Bayern did lose over the weekend, 4-2 to two, to a team in, currently in last place in the Bundesliga. So they have had a slight dip in form. Let's see if they can turn it around this weekend uh, in their Bundesliga game going into the Champions League game in two weeks' time because that'll be very interesting. If they if they get another loss or a draw and then another draw, you can potentially see an upset by Salzburg. Yeah, I agree yeah. for sure. So, uh, now, I, we, l- let me ask you a question. We okay. know we, or we both anticipate Bayern and RB Salzburg to, uh, well, we, we anticipate Bayern to win in the return fixture. What is your prediction with PSG and Real Madrid? 
I, I think PSG uh, gets through, honestly. I think I think the I mean, listen, it's going to be so tough. It's it's so difficult for me to imagine what happens, but I could see this going to extra time, right? Uh, I just don't. I don't know. That's still you've convinced me that it could be possibly a toss up. Obviously, you lean towards PSG, but if if Real Madrid is to come back, I'm like talking myself into it. You hear? You hear me? Uh, you know what? Whatever. Real Madrid could come back. Totally biased take. Uh, I hope that they do. We'll see what happens. But they're the only one, right? Like we don't see Salzburg winning this picture against Bayern. Real Madrid is the only one from these four that we both see the potential for them to, to come back. I mean, Sporting, like, send in the reserves against Man City because they're done as well. You know, he scored five goals at Lisbon. So it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be hard with PSG, Real Madrid. I, I lean towards Real Madrid as I talk myself into it. I, I think it's going to go to extra time. And I can see it potentially going into penalties, which will be very entertaining for a neutral like myself. Uh, but I can see that being very... Very heartbreaking for you. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is, man. It could, it could be I mean, worse. I think to point out, it could have been worse for uh, Real Madrid too. PSG yeah. had that penalty, and and Courtois saved the penalty from Messi. Yeah, Courtois had an unreal game, unreal game. Yeah. So I mean, all things aside, like this is a an okay result for Madrid, given what had happened, and they didn't even have a shot on target. The entire game, I believe, until the 70th minute, 80th minute. Yeah. Like, they they were dominated, which uh, I was truly surprised. I did not expect that whatsoever. Yeah, it is what it is, Lucas. We'll see what we'll see what happens. You know, I, I what I look forward to, though, is the next week's fixtures, because it seems like the the gap really between the teams that are competing next week uh, is different compared to the teams that played mo- for the most part this week. You know, so so I want to just get into the next fixtures before we talk about the Europa League. So we have Chelsea, Will, right? Villarreal, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Manchester United, and Benfica, Ajax. So I guess we both have Chelsea and Juventus, right? Yeah. Uh, I have Ajax over Benfica. I don't know if you do as well, despite whatever. Okay. Ajax has some crazy stuff going on, but I still think that they'll they'll be able to beat Benfica. And then Atletico Madrid, Man United, two teams just falling from grace. They like they cannot help but give away games to their opposition. And I think that the most likely result of this fixture is probably either a draw or Manchester United winning off of the back of a Ronaldo hat trick as he has done time and time again against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I have the same predictions as you. Chelsea, Juve, I think. Atletico and Man United, I see them being a draw. I think Man United is in better form playing-wise. They are playing significantly better. It's the execution that they aren't up to the standards of what they used to be. But with the win against Brighton, and if they get another win over the weekend against Leeds, they'll have the momentum going into Atletico, whereas Atletico, on the reverse, have lost three games in a row, I believe, or lost two and drawn one. Uh, Very poor form for Atletico. And if United end up doing something, I mean, if they do well this weekend, I think they're going to win. 
it's going to result in this. However, what's going to happen, and I will tell you now, let's go Madrid is going to win. It's going to be 2-1, to 1-0. One, one the return fixture, Ronaldo is going to score a hat-trick. Because Ronaldo doesn't score a hat-trick against Atletico, it's the home game. So it'll be the home game and Ronaldo will score a hat-trick. That's my prediction. Okay. okay. That's interesting. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Ronaldo has been performing so much. He's been by far their best player in the Champions League, right? Like, is the reason why they are in the round of 16. I'll see. I'll, we'll see how they do. I mean, that's the that's the fixture that's probably the closest between all these teams playing. I will ask you this, though. If you were to see an upset happening in the other three fixtures, right, uh, let's focus maybe on Chelsea, Lille, and Villarreal Juventus because it's pretty easy to see Benfica beating Ajax. But which of those two fixtures do you think a uh, team could possibly upset the other? Villarreal Juventus or Lille Chelsea? Villarreal Juventus, just because okay. Villarreal is home. Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, good uh, like thought as well. Villarreal is also kind of like recovered their form like they had such awful form to start the season and they've since then they pretty much recovered uh from that you know like they they find themselves in seventh they were previously like in the bottom half of the table at the start of the season so i kind of expect for them to to continue uh to go back to performing the way they are juventus though has been kind of different uh different animal right since since the the transfer window uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out. You know, they drew against Atalanta, which kind of doesn't help like either of them really. Uh, yeah. But but still still like very interesting uh, to see what happens with them because they haven't really lost uh, as of lately. So I'm curious to see what happens to them against Villarreal. I mean, I expect a Vlahovic goal. That, mm-hmm. That's my assumption. Uh, but. Uh, Again, it can be a RB, RB Salzburg versus Bayern kind of thing where Villarreal is home and they're able to scrape away a 1-1 draw or a nil-nil draw. That, that's something that I can see, but I fully expect Juve to dominate that game and end up winning it. Getting into probably the Europa League, right? Unless you have anything else you want to add to the Champions League. Okay, so... <laughs> the Europa League kind of more entertaining in terms of the results that we saw uh, over the course of Thursday. And the most shocking result, right, is Rangers just giving it to Dortmund. 4-2, like unreal, unreal result for them. What like Dortmund has been so bad defensively for like whatever reason. And I just, I don't know what's going on with them, man. I have no idea. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Defensively, they are so, so poor. And, I mean, that has to do with the quality. So, they have signed somebody to come in in the summer. Sewell. Uh, Sewell. Nicholas Sewell from Bayern. But that's in the summer. They still have a country who's decent. Hummels is just old now at this point. He cannot play. And besides that, they have Rafael Guerrero, who is an attacking left back. He's not like a, he's not a strong defensive left back. Think Andy Robertson, but Andy Robertson is significantly better in terms of defending. That is I'm just crazy to see that this Rangers side 
is really good. They're really, really good. And one thing you have to point out to Dorman and the reason why they have been hurt significantly recently, not having Erling Holland has changed their team so much. Yes, they scored two goals, but not having that potent striker, they're having to rely on Marco Royce playing striker where that's not his prime position, you know? Uh, it's it's kind of crazy to see where this team was originally in the Champions League. They were nearly in the Champions League group stage, and now they're getting thrashed in the Europa League. But you have to give a lot of credit to Rangers, because Rangers have had a new manager come in since Steven Gerrard went over to Aston Villa. Having, having a new manager come in and put this kind of performance in, huge, huge confidence booster for each one of the players. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting. I think Rangers definitely have a significant advantage right now because it was a Dortmund home game. Rangers are going to have the home game next week. And they have the two-goal advantage. Like, if Rangers, if, if old, uh, sorry, if away goals mattered, this would have been done and dusted. But Dortmund are very lucky to know that away goals don't really matter in this in this tie now. Because yeah. if those four away goals would have been a game changer. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree completely. I mean, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is the, the manager of Rangers. He uh, has, I mean, been pretty successful since he took over from Gerard, right? He's got uh, 14 wins in 18 games, has only lost once. Scored 40 goals, or yeah, scored 40 goals, only conceded 11. So he's got a 78 win percentage. Obviously, that's diluted because of the Scottish Premier League. So we'll end up seeing what happens with the Europa League. But they had a successful campaign last year. I don't see why they wouldn't have one uh, this year. Another result, probably the matchup of the weekend, right? Barcelona and Napoli drawing at the Camp Nou. Uh, I mean, listen, Napoli took the lead early, right? And then Barcelona just started to take over and dominate possession to try to get the, the draw that they needed. Uh, this result, if Napoli had gotten the win, right, would have been phenomenal for them. Phenomenal. But even though Barcelona dominated the game uh, in terms of shots and possession, right, uh, I don't think that that necessarily means that they will win uh the return leg. I think Napoli has a really good like opportunity to to win this game, considering the fact that they're also now at full strength as well. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But the changing point for this game was uh, Ferran Torres missing that open net literally a minute before Napoli went on to score. If Ferran Torres scored that open net, I think Barcelona would have continued that momentum instead of having to play from behind. They would have been in way better position. But I agree with you. Napoli getting a draw right now in the Camp Nou uh, is great for them and also could help them um, in the return leg because uh, all, they have the home advantage, essentially. They have the fans behind them. They will be able to further press. And they have, like you said, they're at full uh, strength now. No injuries. Definitely take it to Barcelona. Uh, and we know Barcelona is weak defensively. And we also know Barcelona, they have a lot of young, not young players, but new players, and also young players, actually, 
that haven't really played together. So it's gonna it's gonna take some time for them to mesh. But it'll be really fun picture to watch in the in the return. Like I think to be honest, it, even before we go to the other games, all of the games were exciting. Looking at the scores, four two, three two, one one, two nil, two two, two like a lot, there was a lot of goals scored in the Europa League this week. Uh, honestly, it's it's fun to see from a neutral perspective, and I mean it's good for soccer because a lot of these teams are really strong teams. If you think about it, you have Sevilla, you have Atalanta, you have RB Leipzig, you have the players, uh, you have the teams that were there in the Champions League, and teams that were already really strong in the Europa League are still there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I mean, if you're looking at the fixtures right here, they were they were just so much more fun to have uh, compared to the games we saw in the Champions League. The gaps, I think, between these teams are smaller compared to the, the teams that we saw in the Champions League facing off against each other. You know, like, I mean, I look at, like, Sheriff Braga, right? Sheriff ran away with, like, 2 nothing lead. They've continued to be, like, the most surprising team in Europe this season, right? But um, you have them, the gap between Porto and Lazio, you know, Sevilla and Zagreb, like, I mean, listen, like, I know, like, Sevilla has by far the better team, but that's the only result where I look at it, and I'm like, besides the Rangers-Dortmund one, and I'm like, oh, like, they definitely handled Zagreb in this game. Every other fixture... Every other fixture is super tight. You know, Atalanta, Olympiacos, Leipzig, Sociedad, Betis, Zenit. Uh, just super entertaining fixtures. And, you know, we get to see these teams play again next week. It's, yeah. not, it's not like it's split like the Champions League is. This is going to continue. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out next week. It's actually funny because the one fixture I thought would be a surefire like result was Dortmund Rangers, Dortmund to win. But even that, Rangers score too, like insane. Um, like you said, all these teams are honestly right now they're in the top of their leagues. I would say the only ones that aren't in the top of their leagues are Real Betis, but they're still a strong side. Every other one, you look at RB Leipzig, top four in the Bundesliga, Sociedad, top four in the in La Liga, Atalanta battling for top four, Sevilla battling for top four. Like, all these sides are really strong. Barcelona, Napoli. Napoli is battling for the title, battle, battling for the league. Yeah, I will say I will say Real Betis is, is third right now in La Liga, right? Like, they're, they're definitely not competing for the title right now because they're, they're basically 11 points off of Madrid, but they're competing for the Champions League. They're currently four points ahead of Barcelona. Had a great campaign. Like, we've We've talked about it time and time and again, but in terms of the gap, right? Like in terms of competing for your leagues, I you're correct, right? Like they're not no, no, I'm saying I'm saying Real Betis is still competing for that top four. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I still think they are because Barcelona has a game in hand. They're at 39 points. And if it's Let's Go can get into a good run of form, then Sevilla can bounce out of uh so, sorry, Real Betis can bounce out of it. Okay, so you're essentially saying just the fact that they're not firmly placed into the Champions yeah. I got you. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. I yeah. agree with that. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's very exciting to see 
the results and then who's going to win because honestly looking now I don't know who can win the whole who can win the Europa League Sevilla <laughs> I was that's what I was thinking too if if I was, if I was a betting man and I am I'll take put money on Sevilla Sevilla it's Sevilla's unless Sevilla plays Slavia Praha or Slavia Prague, they're the only team that has been able to put Sevilla away and they're out of the competition. So Sevilla is going to reign as a back-to-back champ this year. We'll check their odds, right? When we get into the betting, we'll check their odds to win the competition. Yeah, I like Cause, it. Because I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to, to have that conversation, especially after the round of 16 for both Europa and Champions League. We can talk about who we think will win. Because the draw yeah. will give us that that like idea of the path that is like of least resistance essentially so lucas with that being said right upcoming games which fixtures do you like for for this weekend and which ones do you think you'll be the, uh you'll be actually watching so man city tottenham really big fixture tomorrow 12:30 p.m. eastern time that is a really picture for Tottenham to get those three points and Antonio Conte has already come out after two months of being the manager and said oh this club is pretty much crap Uh, I didn't want to I didn't want to use profanity but he pretty much came out and said this club is crap uh he's lost three games in a row with Man City tomorrow I expect a thrashing from Man City especially since they're home they're running away with the league that's the one picture I'm looking for, especially because Spurs are fighting for that top four spot, and they've dropped down significantly since uh, a few few weeks back, where we said, "Oh, they're they're in firm position to get into that top four. But as of now, it does not look like it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't know. Listen, they they had they were in such a good position a few weeks ago with the amount of games they they had in hand compared to Arsenal and Manchester United. Now they're level with Arsenal in games played, and they haven't gained a single point. So that's only beneficial to to Arsenal, to Manchester United, and to West Ham. I think. I mean, listen, Lucas, like. If you look at the results, right, Arsenal with three games in hand and are four points behind United, like they can easily make up that gap for fourth place. But United have started to pick it up. We talked about how they they were actually playing well, right, even though the results weren't going their way with the draws. Tactically, they have a direction to go in. So it seems like this is kind of becoming a two-horse race, right? I mean, West Ham, I don't want to disclude, but I just don't see it with them uh who knows if if they prove me wrong then maybe we'll have like a bet or something like that where i eat something that i absolutely hate like a bowl of olives or or something like that they make like fourth place we'll see what happens but uh i agree with you i personally personally think arsenal is still going to get into that top four spot and the odds uh, the betting odds people also agree with that they have arsenal a better position than uh united yeah it's going to be tough, man. But like you said before, Man City Tottenham is a fixture that is super interesting. I love like Leeds United, Manchester United, not because of like they're up, they're on the same level or anything like that, but it's just a historically great fixture. You know, it's it's considered uh, like a derby game. 
uh, because of the rivalry that they had in the, the late 90s and early 2000s. So I'm just excited to see that game just for, for historical purposes and to see how that plays out. I'm with you. Uh, hopefully United starts off this game the same way that they played Leeds last time, 5-1 with Fred scoring. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, anything can happen in the Premier League, especially since the game is at, uh, in Leeds. Yeah. With like La Liga, right? There's nothing too exciting going on this weekend, but there is a, there is a derby, right? Athletic Club Bilbao against Real Sociedad. That's, uh, I forget the name, but both of these teams are in Basque country. They're a couple of hours away. I've actually been to both cities. Uh, both hate each other really, really, like, so badly. Real Sociedad has been the uh, more successful team as of late, but Bilbao is historically a part of the three biggest clubs in Spain, right? Never been relegated, just like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Have won, like, all the trophies. I think second all-time or something like that in terms of Copa del Rey's. Just, like, a historically great team. Uh, you have Sociedad, who's, who's fallen off, right, back to sixth place. They were in second and first near the start of the season. Bilbao is in eighth, uh, and, and we'll see what happens there. But that's the entertaining game in La Liga that stands out. Yeah, I mean, I think in La Liga and City, uh, both the entertaining games happened over the previous weekend. Uh, so this upcoming weekend isn't too filled with uh, enticing matchups. Last week, we had Napoli versus Inter. Uh, with end up with the one one draw. Uh, this this week there isn't really much going on, but the Serie A title picture has gotten a lot closer with uh, only two points differentiating first and third. But Inter Milan still have a game in hand that if they end up winning, they'll overtake uh, AC Milan with fifty seven points, two points ahead of them, four points ahead of Napoli. I mean, I think this is anybody's matchup. To, uh, this is anybody's league to win at this point. Um, yeah. But in terms of matches for this weekend, nothing really stands out. You just expect those three teams to win and continue to push for the title. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with uh, with league. Huh? There's nothing really going on that piques my interest. Uh, going to the the Bundesliga. You know, it's weird. It's weird. There's not that many, like, fixtures that you see that are just like, wow, like, this is a really good game. Uh, but in the Bundesliga, we have Borussia Dortmund against Mönchengladbach. It is another derby. Uh, Sunday, February 20th, 11.30 a.m. Both cannot stop leaking goals. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is they've combined together right through 22 games they have conceded a total of 76 goals between the two of them 76 goals. that is insane so if you're looking at the over right if you're looking at the over that's the one that's the one well i mean if if we want to talk about betting we can get straight into it because i don't bet for that game oh what is that game what is you gonna bet that game I, I have a bet for that game. Okay, all right. Do you have any predictions for it? So, so I uh, I don't have any bets in, but seeing it and us talking about it, it has piqued my interest, Lucas. So, my bet. Look, I mean, are we gonna can get? I, straight can I guess? That? Can I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Is go it ahead. shots? No, 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 no. Okay, all right, go ahead. That would, that would be solid, though. Wow. No, my bet is Gladbach to win. 
<laughs> so even the bookmakers are expecting there to be some goals and for for uh, our boys in 18th to to basically like lose this fixture in spectacular fashion. They've conceded 57 goals in 22 games. They mm-hmm. only scored 20, right? Their, neg- their goal differential is negative 37. Uh, so at the same time, right, you have Byron. Byron scored 70 goals. So yeah. I just I just feel like this is going to be a five nothing, six nothing, four one, whatever result you can you can get. Uh, I just think it's guaranteed that they're going to score at least five or six goals in this game. I like that. I really like that. And do you want to hear my bonus bet? So this is not going to be included, but I have a three leg parlay, right? Five dollars to win thirty seven thirty one thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars. Uh, I have. Wait, the, say that again. Say that again. Five dollars to win thirty one thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars. Okay. I have. Uh, it's plus <laughs> six hundred thirty four thousand three hundred to occur. So I have West Ham versus Newcastle finishing two two. I have Arsenal versus Brentford finishing two nothing. And then I have Aston Villa versus Watford finishing 4-2. All right. Why not? It's $5, Lucas. Yeah, that's true. That's actually not bad. No, no. And I used my bonus. So I had a free You know bet. what you should do? You should play the Premier League Pick'em on the NBC Sports Predictor app. You can try to predict the scores of the game. Uh, if you predict five, then you win 50. If you pick all five correct, you get $50,000. Oh really? Yeah. That's yeah, but like think about it. If you if you it's free, right? So I yeah. get it. I get it. It's totally worth it because you're not you're not spending any money. But at the same time, if you were to like guess the odds of those fixtures correctly, uh, just by like betting, you would you would clear easily a million dollars over with a, like a not like a dollar bet, but like a five ten dollar bet. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's okay. try it right now. So what I'm gonna do is. The first game is Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. Okay, give me one sec. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, uh, what is it? Team props or goals? Okay, correct score. So let's say three one. I was thinking three, I was thinking three one. So three one Chelsea over Crystal Palace, right? Okay, next one. Okay. Uh, uh, Aston Villa versus Watford. So I had that as 4 2. I, okay, I, I like that result, honestly. Um, 4 2. 4 2 for Aston Villa. They are home. Okay. Uh, next one is Liverpool versus Norwich. I knew it. That one's going to. 4 nothing or 5 nothing. Yeah, I was thinking 4 1 after. You were thinking 4 1? Yeah. Okay, let's do 4 1. 4 1. 4 nothing is plus 700. So, like, think about how low that is to get the correct score right for that. I know. All right. Uh, so, all right. Next one is Everton versus Southampton. Okay. Let's so, just say 2 2 2? 2 1 Everton. Or 2 2. I think 2 2. 2 2. Yeah, I They're think the same two. odds. So, it really doesn't matter. Same odds. Yeah. I favor. I, I, Honestly, favorite Southampton. That's why I was like, let's just do the draw and split it in the middle between the two of us. Okay. And then Man City and Tottenham. Oh, this is the toughest one. Man City's winning, right? We agree. Yeah. Two nothing. Uh, 
Two nothing? Yeah. Okay. So that if it is plus all right, one hundred nine million three hundred nine thousand of one hundred. Those are the odds. So if you yeah. put, so you can't even bet a dollar on this. Yeah, because a dollar clears a million, right? So if you bet, the highest you can go, I think, is ninety-one cents. Yeah. So ninety-one cents to win. $994,000 and uh, well, yeah, it's $994,712.81. That is true. Yeah. All right. So we're so going to. You're right. Yeah, you're right. The, the $50,000, I mean, you, you essentially are betting 91 cents to win this. Correct. So, so it's, it's less than a dollar, right? Like the profit you make off of this bet, it doesn't. Like, it, I get it, it makes sense because it's no risk, but the, the risk that you take on this, like, I could bet with my bankroll, like, right now, I could bet this, like, like make basically, like, 100 times, right, without even, like, having a dip, and yeah. we go through the entire season. Like, I would, like, go through the entire season, and I would spend basically $40, and if I was to get the score right... I would hit a million. So, so really, like it's just it's just you thinking it's free and earning fifty k versus you spending forty dollars for the potential to hit a million. Good point. You are, yeah, you got me there. Yeah, you all right. Remove, you could even remove the uh, Spurs City one, one dollar, and you win one hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah. Perfect. You're right. Maybe we'll do both. Maybe I'll do both. I'll just do variations of each other. Uh, but you know what, Lucas? I'll see you next week when, you know, we're both like sitting on half a mil after taxes. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's my wedding present to you. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be sick. That'd be a great birthday present for you. <laughs> for sure. Oh, dude. Oh, unreal. I already placed it. I just placed it. Um, might as well. Might yeah, as well. Like, I put a dollar without the Spurs uh, City one. Okay, I'll put a dollar into that one too, for sure. Maybe we'll walk out with like, what is it? Like, uh, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah, $1.2 million, $1.2 million. All right, with that being said, uh, Lucas, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss? I kind of want to run through uh, just like Reddit soccer. Because uh, I just wanted to have your take on this. And I want to give credit to whoever wrote this because they, they wrote a really good article or, or like the thought process. So FIFA proposed uh, a rule, right, with agent fees. And I think we like alluded to this before where uh, agents would only take like, I think it's like 10% of the transfer fee and like 3% of the player's salary or something of that nature, right? And that would be the cap. That would be the cap. Now, obviously, agents are going to fight over this, and they're going to try and take this to, to with a legal battle with like FIFA if this rules to be approved and everything. But what do you do? You think that this impact will have uh, a positive effect on like transfers and how it works and like the freedom of players? Like, where do you see this going with the power that super agents have these days? Super agents are the worst. Mino Raiola stuff. Uh, I actually hate him so much. Uh, I mean, anything to get the power out of their hands is going to be beneficial. 
But honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen because nowadays you're seeing players are running down their contracts because, uh, what's it called? They're running down their contracts because they know they can get more money elsewhere. So yeah. it really is just, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I th- I like the free agency movement that's been going on. If I was to be a professional player, that's kind of the direction I would go because it's just smart. Like, why would you give that transfer fee to a club when you can just take a, a higher pay salary, right, on your wage bill and then not have to worry about paying that transfer later on? You know, yeah, we're going to yeah, like we're going to see it again this summer with like a slew of crazy free agents that we've talked about before, you know, even more like right, like Rudiger, Christensen, like there's so many players that are going to be on a free this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and the basically the price that it takes for, for them to commit to, to one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the football world is going to be flipped upside down, especially this summer, because there's so many transfers or free free agents that are going to come out. I mean, we already know about Mbappe. We have Pogba, who's going to be a free agent. I mean, it's going to be more money going into these agents' pockets uh, and less money going into the clubs, really, because the clubs don't get those transfer fees. So, I mean, the clubs will need to find a way. Sure, they're still getting... They're keeping their players or they're getting uh, a transfer fee for those players. Um, and that's not something that we necessarily can do on our end. It's just really, there's, a, there's only so much that uh, a club can do. It's, it's just a tricky situation, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree entirely. I think it's going to be interesting to see going forward exactly for the reasons that you said. Uh, all it does is make me excited to see what how the transfer window plays out, right, with the players that we'll potentially get for, you know, the – Three clubs that we support, you with Manchester United, me with like Real Madrid, far and away, and then Arsenal too, just for the Prem. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, and I'm curious to see uh, what goes on. But we still have Champions League, right? We still have how tight the Serie A is and everything. Like So there's like so much to enjoy still with this league to go. But you and me both love like the improvement that clubs make with the moves that they make. Like, that's what we, that's where, like, my interest is. The development yeah. and, like, the signings of players rather than the results, you know what I mean? The results are just a product of the moves that are made in those windows. So that's, that's where my passion and interest is. Uh, and I'm sure you're super interested in that, and you love that, too, because we talk about transfers all the time. But until yeah. then, we just got to enjoy them techers. Well, I love that transition to the end. Oh, that was so perfect. I mean, Nick said it perfectly. Just enjoy them techers. Because uh, like we always say, there's soccer all the time now. And we love it. Yep. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Have a good one. Bye now.